This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, hello everybody. Why did I start saying okay? Okay. Know. I did that in my own Ready. YouTube videos. Ready. Okay. Okay. Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today. Wow. That was my two. <laughs> that was early too. You got it in there I quick. Know. I do it every episode, but uh, that was probably the quickest. Yeah, your I've mouth is so it. close to that, Megan. Yeah, you I really like don't to, have to. You're just like making far. out with it. I'm like, no, so far I'm like here. a sensory kind of person. I'm, like, I just like to know that it's there. You just like oh, okay. phallic objects near your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Just, she's wow. thick. She's thick, bro. <laughs> hey. Uh, so that was a, ter- not that was a terrible, that was not an introduction. Let's not make 
make your introduction sexual. But uh, guys, Meredith Foster's here. What's up? I am <clears throat> so excited for you to be here. I'm honored to be here. I'm I've so never happy been on a podcast. you didn't go to Coachella because we're recording this over the first weekend of Coachella. Yeah. No, Cella. No, and Cella. I, we're Couchella. Uh, I, oh, true. Yeah. And I was talking, I like watch your Instagram stories every day. I'm not going to lie to you. You're one of my top five that just like, I, oh my God. I keep wow. updated. You, I love it. Acacia Kersey, um, myself <laughs> the don't blame yeah, me it's like, Casey, like, the don't blame me uh, like it's just like a very small group of people um and i was like looking and i was like i feel like she might not be going to coachella like i was like i feel I like i gave off the vibe you of, like, like well, i'm I, not I, into this i didn't see any like posts Prep. of being yeah. like oh my god outfit oh my god spray tan like let me figure this shit out like oh my god everything's so crazy like just spent five hours planning outfits it's like, stressful maybe she's not going and uh made me really happy that you're not there we're the cool people um well guys uh if you're here welcome to the podcast this is don't play me it's an advice podcast you guys call in and you leave us voicemails and then we give you some advice and so if you want to be on an upcoming episode the phone number is 310-694-0976 wow did i almost forget that you, well we haven't recorded in oh a while. that uh, yeah that is true yeah i was gone you were gone. Mm-hmm. We've been gone, but we're back. Not that they, they know. I mean, they don't know. They don't. They don't know. Um, but if you wanted to know about your international calls, it's <laughs> a bad segue. Um, international listeners, you can give us a call by recording an audio message. So I guess it's not technically a call. Just fucking record an audio message. Email us at meganpodcast at gmail.com with the audio message. Good God. That was rough. It was. So, um, yeah. Uh, do you feel like you're good at giving advice? You know, I think I've gotten better at it over the years because I've learned so much. I've been through some things. Mm -hmm. So I've like come out on this better side, better place. I, cause I just watched, not just watched, I watched it when it came out. Is this like creepy that I'm just being like, oh, I'm like, no, everything. no, tell me. Tell Plus I've known you for so long. Yeah, no, like, we were on dance on yeah, together. Like, we've known each other like, for years. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it was very embarrassing. <laughs> How long we've been. Especially for me. Um, but uh, I watched your, when you gave people like relationship advice and that kind of stuff. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, she's going to be, this is going to be In the good. green top? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My grandma texted me and she was like, great video i was like oh i'm sorry you had to find out that way yeah <laughs> she's like it's okay like that's just life and i'm like oh this You're is good. awkward i always like when i like say something in a video and then i'm like oh someone's gonna wow if someone brings it up like my boyfriend's aunt and uncle they were like oh we saw that video of you like trying on bikinis and i was like that's that's weird, weird. Mm-hmm. that's very yep. weird yeah relatives like, see that and yeah. also i'm like that was a it's it's not their fault for watching it it's a video that's meant to be watched mm-hmm. i uploaded it. yeah yeah right. but it's not for it. them to watch it, it. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's like towards it, yeah but you're like you're like oh i, I don't have control this yeah. is not going to be exactly. the just yeah. these people i googled myself the other day and all these videos come oh, up now and i'm just like fuck great. <laughs> pegging with melissa yes, that's pegging. the first one Stop. Oh my <laughs> let's talk about pegging it's the video let's that talk you, about pegging yeah. <laughs> oh my god wow well congratulations thank you i'm really happy for you i tried to ruin someone's seo like search engine uh optimization which is a you know great term yeah. and um uh kyle helped me do this i'm writing him out because i want i'm gonna sound fucking crazy but i want him to be included in this that we just like made this person <laughs> This is really fucked up. I really hate this person. Um, they deserve it. We made them a bunch of like Pornhub accounts like with their name and like a bunch of like like Ashley Madison, like all of this shit. So then if you like look up their name, their profiles start popping up on this. And I was like, this is wow. genius. It was his wow. idea. See, and I, you're we- the Scorpio here. And look at me being vengeful as fuck. 
Yeah, I just let karma do its work, you know? Wow. Um, what comes I around, like what goes around, comes back around. I just let karma do its work. Yeah. <laughs> she like, sits on her like, throne with, like, fireplace. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to let karma yeah. do its work. <laughs> That's so good. Petting I like a cat. That. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Okay, guys. Um, should we get into it? Let's do should it. We should we play some Let's calls? Let's do it. Okay, so I'm 20 years old. I live in Canada. I've been with the same guy for three years, and he's amazing. He's wonderful. It treats me like a queen. He's what every girl needs. You know, like I snatched up the last good one in our town. Um, so anyways, my dilemma though is, is we've been together for three years and now like on Instagram, this random dude DM'd me and this guy, like he's good looking and, and I don't know what my problem was, but like when I told him off, he did, he just DM'd me, hey. And then I was like, hey, I have a boyfriend, like just FYI. Yeah. And he was like, that's okay. Sorry for bothering you. And I was like, oh, you're not bothering me. It's just, just FYI. Like, I don't want to, like, I almost, I don't know. I don't know why I said that, to be honest. That's where this all started. Wow. Good, good job. Anyways, so this guy, me and him started talking and then I felt kind of gross about us talking because it's like stuff that I wouldn't necessarily want my boyfriend to like read, like going through my messages and reading that. So I was like, Eventually, we talked for like a few weeks and then I asked him to stop because I was like, this is weird. And, but actually because he was such a nice guy and my best friend was actually going through a really bad breakup, I tried to make like a rebound thing happen there. But like, it didn't work out because she went back to her boyfriend. But me and this guy kind of kept talking. But then I, like I said, I felt weird about it. So I asked him to stop and he's like, no, no, I just want to be friends. But I was like, no, I just feel like it, we're not friends. We should stop. And like, sometimes we would talk about meeting and that part of it felt like weird to me because he lives three hours away. Like, why would I drive that far to see anybody? Or why would he, I don't know. Um, yeah, so it got kind of weird. So I asked him to stop and he did stop for like months. And now, like, this week, he started again. And I'm like, no, man, like, what, why, what are you getting out of it? And he's like, don't worry, I'm not just some fuckboy. Like, I can be friends with a girl without just wanting things from her. But, like, at the same time, he gets so flirty right away. Like, am I wrong for telling him off? Or, like, should I just, I don't know, what am, what's my problem? Like, what am I supposed to do here? I, I can't tell any of my friends this because, like, I feel embarrassed. And also, my friends just kind of support every, like, thing I do. So, it's not like, if they, even if they knew it was a bad idea, they would be like, oh, try it. Just, you, see what happens. Anyways, um, thanks in advance for your help. Wow. <laughs> um, a, a first question, which she can't answer. How the fuck, like, how do people, like, a random slides into your DMs? Like, do they have mutual friends, do you think? I don't know. Like, I think people spend way too much time on Instagram and on social media in general. And for her to like be so consumed with what this random guy is saying to her, yeah. like live your life, your boyfriend in real life. Yeah. Go back to him. Like who cares about this guy? Just yeah. stop talking to him. And I hate to be the one who's like, because I, I never liked to like the idea like, oh my God, girls, you're sending mis mixed messages. Like, but you really are. You're like telling him off. Like, I have a boyfriend. And he's like, oh, okay, sorry. And you're like, no, I just like FYI. Like you're backtracking. Like you're making these like telling him off. I'm using air quotations, like telling him off statements 
but then you're backtracking. Like you're not following through with it. And on top, like more than anything, like you don't need to tell him like, hey, stop talking to me. Just stop responding. Yeah. Like you Block need to take, yeah, take some of the ownership of the fact that like, I like this guy, you're not that I'm saying you're encouraging him or whatever, but like you've been having like a conversation, like, like a text relationship or a re- like for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you're leading him to believe that like, yeah, you're going to meet up and all of that. So like, he's not, uh, I'm not going to say that he's being a fuck boy at all. Like if anything, I love you, girl. You're kind of being a fuck girl. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're being yeah, a little bit of a fuck girl. She's kind of going behind yeah. your boyfriend's back and talking to him. Just and then, ignore it. Exactly. And you want him to stop talking to you. So then you don't actually have to make any of like the decisions aspects of it. But like, if you really love your boyfriend and really care about your boyfriend, like you need to like stop talking to this dude, block him. Don't respond to him. He lives three hours a fucking way. Like you don't like, you're not going to run into him. That's it's not going to be a far thing. Away. That is so far. Like that's three six, hours, like six hours total. If you I drove get back to San Diego. Yes. And, and then, oh my God. And that I would Unless be like, I just sleep here. Halfway. I'm tired. Don't encourage her. No, the thing is like you like the attention or else you wouldn't yeah. be messaging him back. 100 percent in the validation yeah and i totally understand that i love attention yeah so i was on a dating i was on it i got permission from my boyfriend because i wanted to be on a dating app because i just like was really my friends were complaining about like how rough it was and i was like let me see what we're working with and so i made a profile and i was like i'm not gonna message anybody like if anyone messages me i just like kind of want to see like i don't know i was like feeling down and he was like yeah if it makes you like feel good about yourself oh boy oh boy did i feel great about myself like it was such a confidence boost so i understand that aspect of it like i'm definitely someone in a relationship like even if you're in a relationship you can still like it's nice to valid- feel wanted yeah and validation and anything like that but like the issue is is acting on any of that yeah and if if you feel like you're not getting that sort of attention and validation from your partner like then why are you with them yeah exactly and like he can be a really really great guy and like you can still not be and if someone's like so 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 fucking awesome it can be really hard to then ask for something additional that you need or you want because you're like why am I complaining you're so perfect right like you're you're so great to me you treat me so awesome like you can say like this I like I don't like even if it sounds a little selfish being like I just really kind of want more attention or something like like anything like that and asking for that it's not asking too much at all that's what a relationship is so I don't feel like you need to seek that in other like romantic relationships that's a good point and if it's like about like someone to talk to during the day like text your friends like he's filling a void and you have to figure out what that void is and then that either needs to be addressed in your relationship or you need to figure it out in a way that's not romantic like if it's attention or someone talk like mm-hmm. I don't know like I my boyfriend has like a normal job and it's the middle of the day I'm like who what who, who am I going to talk to <laughs> and I'm just like I'll like text my friends but like I'm yeah. not like sliding into like I would slide into Michael B. Jordan's DMs but like I mm-hmm. I want to do it in a more like I wouldn't do the DMs I would do like a really like secure way to like get a him to secure marry way yeah. yeah we would be we're gonna be sisterized with Michael B. Jordan I know <laughs> we love him so much. so much but yeah I just think like you need to assume a little more and take more responsibility of like the role that you've you, played in yeah. this because the reason why you're still talking to him like he immediately as soon as he found out you had a boyfriend like he was like oh okay my bad I'm sorry and then you were like oh no no, no but like you can stay yeah and guys always want what they can't have so honestly it probably just made him want to talk to you more 100 percent. and also like if anything like you're giving him the idea that like it doesn't really matter that you have a boyfriend and he'll be like oh don't worry like i'm not a fuck boy like it's it it, then what are you you just trying to be friends yeah like (laughs) yeah i I, again i match with someone on a dating app um because i use a swipe right on everyone in this like era and their bio was like just here for friends and like this person like 
I'm just gonna can we cut out who it is? Um, but yeah, he was there for just friends. He's like, you don't need friends, sir. He like, needs somebody to <laughs> fund his next movie. Yeah, like, is that what you're here for, <laughs> yeah. sir? But yeah, I think you need to cut it off with this guy and evaluate, um, assume responsibility and then evaluate like what you're mm-hmm. lacking in whether it's your relationship or what you feel like you're lacking in your life and what it was that you were seeking from this guy. Because I don't think he's the bad guy in the situation. I think he's kind of just a convenient way for you to like get some attention, which there's no shame in like wanting to get attention, but like, that's just like not, not a kosher way to do it when you're in a relationship. Yeah. It's if you're keeping it secret from your boyfriend, if you're just wanting to be friends with him, then there's something wrong with Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. So if you're just wanting to be friends with him, then tell your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, There's no no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Don't keep secrets. Secret secrets are no fun unless you share with everyone. <laughs> Me being a preschool teacher. Should we go into the next? All right. I'm 23. I've been married for a little over two years. Um, so that's not really that important to who I'm calling about. Um, so I've moved out of my parents' house eight hours away about four years ago. And things started going really downhill with my relationship with my parents. So... A little background, my now husband and I planned a trip um, for our one-year anniversary, and um, my parents basically threatened not to bless our marriage if we went, um, which was very manipulative. We ended up not going, but there was a lot of resentment there. Um, My younger brother and his new wife um, have also experienced a lot of um, meanness from my mom. Um, her essentially bullying my sister-in-law. Um, and to add on to all of that, they just decided to become foster parents instead of fixing their relationship with um, their kids who are outside of the house and have kept this foster care situation a secret from some of my family members. Um, and so I guess I'm really just calling for some advice on how to handle the situation. Um, been going on for a while and at this point I just have a lot of anxiety and guilt at the same time um, whenever I have to call and talk to my parents so I would really just like your advice on how you would handle this situation um and yeah oh my god I'm oh my gosh you yeah I'm confused but that's so sad it is super sad um I'm not religious so when you bless them can you like like retake I'm not even sure what that what she okay. was I, think, about. I don't think it has to be a religious thing it's just like they're not accepting but they had been it. married for a year yeah like wouldn't the like too it's just too little too late like we're already married like yeah. I, I don't understand I kind of wanted to know from her their reasoning behind yeah that. like she, are they paying for were they paying for the like vacation? are they supporting them yeah maybe? like what if it like what's what stakes do they have that they can like call those shots like and make so yeah because i mean like, you're an adult you're married so like yeah. you have your own family at this point yeah so i don't know if they they are like financially involved in your life um i mean ugh, i gosh the foster part like that like the fo- not foster you're married to foster <laughs> foster kid <laughs> part foster. that's the one that like that's where it, like kind of like throws a wrench in like my whole thing of being like cut toxic people out but also like uh, i don't know like the idea that like what if they're shitty to these kids so her parents or are her, now raising foster yeah children. her parents or that her parents don't want the kid like they just want kids they don't want their kids to grow up that's what it seems like oh 
that kind of yeah, yeah. and like the, they don't want the independent they want like the kids like people who depend on them mm-hmm. oh. that's manipulative yeah it's i mean very manipulative. in general nice. this is super manipulative i'm uh i don't know if you guys are with financial ties i think if you do like as like make a huge priority to not um, in a couple, like in like a year, a couple years, however soon you can. But I'm like a big believer in like cutting toxic people out of your life, regardless of their relation to you. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't have to, like there are certain things like everyone's like human, parents are human, kids are human, like your friends, like your partners, all of that stuff. But you shouldn't have to like sacrifice and like bend over backwards to like accept like a shitty like whatever like love or whatever that relationship is that someone's like giving you if you're accepting something that's like not whole or like not like fulfilling you at all and you're also having to like I don't know like sacrifice and like compromise on all these other things like they're not filling that like that that role of like being a parent like that's I think like found family and everything like that is like so important and if someone's going to like want to be if they're going to be your parent, I don't think that you should have to like endure a bunch of things to not get the benefits right. of it. And it sounds like they don't want the best for her. Yeah. For her. So I'm, I would honestly cut ties. Yeah. And so, yeah. so like there's this thing called empty nest syndrome and it's a feeling of grief and loneliness parents may feel when their children leave home for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's what it sounds like to yeah. me. Yeah. And it's, and if like, I think like you don't have to like make any rash uh like statements to them mm-hmm. i think like because you live farther away and like all of that i think like you and your brother should sit down and with like your maybe you guys sit down first before you include the significant others and be like you know what like we're both not going to take this like it's not it's also like just not fair and healthy to like your both of your partners too like especially for like the sister-in-law like that fucking sucks like Mm -hmm. that sucks so much so if you guys kind of together say like you know what we're not gonna we're gonna take a big step back and if they decide that they want to like come back into our lives in like a positive and healthy manner like we're not ruling that out but like we're not we're gonna be each other's like core circle family sort of thing and spend as much time if they live close hopefully like spend as much time as you can like with them and like fostering that relationship because if they grow out of it or they don't um who knows and then yeah because I think like the hopefully yeah there'll be like a lot um the, you not you didn't mention anything about like they were terrible to you as like ch- like childhood yeah we don't really know the no, whole yeah. story yeah. So, so I think like can't... in that way I wouldn't like I don't know if you're worried about the I don't know if you feel either it sounds like you feel more replaced by the foster kids you're not like worried that like mm-hmm. oh they've got all these people they're like monsters and now there's new people there um so I think you just need to like take Keep a step distance. back yeah. yeah and then if they change yeah their behavior you can always yeah. rekindle that yeah. relationship As I I look this up, it's actually a form of depression. So um, family counseling may be a good move, too. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And I don't know what your parents' relationship is like with each other. Like, Mm -hmm. if, if, like, your dad's an active participant in this or if it's mostly just your mom or, like, what's happening there. Um, But, yeah, I think family counseling would be, like, a good suggestion. But, um, yeah, if they're not willing and like able to do that i don't think you need to sacrifice your own personal happiness for um, them also because i think like we should hold people to higher standards and if you just like let people be shitty then they're like oh okay cool i can be shitty like this is fine and like this is an acceptable behavior when in reality like if you hold people to a higher standard they're like oh i need to like get my act together and be a better person because like Mm -hmm. this isn't gonna fly so that's a hard like line to draw because like they're your parents Parents, Mm -hmm. but um i think the distance would be good i just want to send her to my new therapist i'm like talk to my new therapist she's great (laughs) 
I am 22. I'm from Alberta, Canada. And for the past three and a half years, I've been in cancer treatment. Uh, long story short, it's pretty serious, but I am stable right now. So that's good. Um, I recently moved back to my hometown. I moved away to be closer to a different hospital, but now that I'm doing better, I came back home and I really want to start dating, which I'm kind of struggling with. First of all, because like I can't work, I'm not in school, so I don't really know how to meet any guys aside from like dating apps, which have not really worked out for me before, but I'm also struggling with knowing when and how to tell them I have cancer. I mean, not specifically the cancer thing. That's pretty obvious and I'm pretty open about that. But more specifically, some of like the side effects such as... Um, well, I can't have children. My ovaries have been crispy fried. So that's out of the question for me. <laughs> but um, also, like, I don't know how to tell them, like, I'm not really into sex right now. Between, like, my antidepressants and, you know, no ovaries. So I don't produce estrogen. So I don't, like, I haven't felt, like, any sexual feelings or urges at all in like three years. So I'm never horny or turned on or anything. And like sex hurts. So I don't know, like, do you have any advice on like when and how to tell guys this and how to not like freak them out about the whole cancer thing and like, how do I tell a guy that I really like that maybe wants kids really bad that I can't have kids? And I also don't know if I even want them. So, yeah, any advice you can give me would be great. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Feel free to give me some tough love. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Let me say this before I forget. Yeah. What she said about like not freaking the guy out. The right guy for you will not be freaked out. And yeah. he'll love you like no matter what. If you want to have kids, mm -hmm. if you don't want to have kids. I just had to get that off my chest. Well, okay. it's true. I think there's a partner for absolutely everyone. Yeah. And I think like I uh, I have like a massive fear that I'm not going to be able to have kids because I have endometriosis. And what's that? Oh, my God. But what is it not? <laughs> it's ruining my life. Um, so one of the things it's uh, one of the things can be infertility. And it's okay. typically in general, if you have endometriosis, it doesn't mean you're infertile, but it does mean that it's harder. Yeah. Um, and my mom had endometriosis, okay. but she had three. Yeah. You the, yeah. I know a lot of people who've like still had kids, but some people yeah. are infertile from it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't 
officially or yeah, I didn't find out that I had it until I was like in a relationship. And that like my boyfriend and I, Mats and I have always talked about kids. Like we've always talked about like we want kids and all of that sort of stuff. And so I was terrified like to tell, not even tell like a new person, but to tell the person that I was with that like we might not be like yeah. able to have kids. And his like immediate reaction, he was like, first of all, we don't know that. And like, if anything, like I really like, we want to make this a priority. Like if that means like eventually guys don't get like excited. Um, but like, he's like, if it came like, uh, uh, we like any like he's like I don't mind how much we would have to pay for IVF or like anything like that to like do that and he's like and if it doesn't like that's not the only way to have kids like mm-hmm. we can adopt we could do all of these other things mm-hmm. um and my yeah in my mind like I was afraid of like the person who I'd been with for years even having like issues with that because I had known he'd always wanted kids but then he said he's like I he's like we've talked about kids pretty early on into our relationship he's like if I knew that you actually just didn't want to be a mom he's like we probably wouldn't have been together and he but and that's also the same thing of like if I met a guy who didn't want kids I wouldn't have ended up with that Mm -hmm. person and the same way if you don't want kids and you can't have kids there is there are so many people who also feel that way and the same way that you're afraid that that's going to be a deal breaker like i hate the term like uh, some people's deal breakers other people's deal maker but like that is true like yeah. th- that like children is a deal breaker for people on either side of it so mm-hmm. i don't i really really wouldn't worry about that because you're exactly right like the right guy and the one who's not even like your soulmate but like the one who's like a match for you not even just romantically but like life-wise yeah, life partner yeah and like someone who wants to do life the same way that you want to do life like that that person it's not going to match like it won't it'll be like great perfect that's exactly how i like how i feel and what i want um comes like for the time timing aspect of it i think you said you're like very open with on i don't know if like if you, you are open on like instagram or social she media. has a youtube channel oh, okay that she did send to us but, okay yeah so yeah so you're open with so if people googled you like you've got a youtube channel Insta- mm-hmm. if they looked you up on instagram and all that stuff guys could do their homework before a date and be like okay cool yeah. great this is what like this is the, she's got cancer this is something like that and I think in general I mean may, guys are, are stupid but like if I was a girl in the situation and I like looked I would look up and be like oh I wonder what like what this is about and what mm-hmm. this is like um and I think like a good a good, good guy who guy. cares is going to like he's not just gonna see that and be like mm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like look up look into that or like look research about that and see what mm-hmm. that means because I'm sure he would probably feel uncomfortable like immediately asking you a bunch of questions that he'll want to like backlog the information himself first. Um, I think you just have to give people like an opportunity and a chance to like pleasantly surprise you. Um, I think dating, I totally understand like, (laughs) like I'm sure you can understand like the, how do you meet people when you're not in school and you don't have a normal job? I know I was going to say so (laughs) fucking hard. It is. And I think, but now like, cause I, I live down by the beach and what I, cause I don't have dating apps and I just, I literally go to the grocery store. I go to like, I'm around shopping the gym. And I just, I, I've started like actually introducing myself to guys and being like hey like my name is Meredith it's so funny because I used to be the complete opposite Mm -hmm. I was super shy but you just kind of have to put yourself out there like you never know if you'd ever try so you just you got to just do it I think that's it's like just going for it I think is a great um 
I don't know. It's like a great, even not that you will necessarily get shot down, but I think you're like, it's going to be a confidence booster. Like you're going to realize you're like, oh, wow. Like I can do this too. Like this just doesn't have to be guys. And I think if you're not afraid, like if you're open to dating apps, I wouldn't even say you necessarily need to use them for that. But I have friends who've gotten with their partners because they like were friends of friends or knew each other or they mm-hmm. saw each other on a dating app and then they never like message each other or anything. But then later on they met at a bar and it was like, oh my God, we matched on this dating app. And yeah. you, or it's like a friend of a friend. So you know that they're single and interested. Like it can be also a good way just to be like, oh, these are people that I knew from like high school, like, and who's like available in there. It's kind of just like, yeah, you're browsing. So you don't have yeah. to like actively use that. Um, but I think if you want to, and you are like comfortable actively using it, I think like the more honest and transparent you can be on a dating app, the better. 100% works in your favor. I think, uh, people have this idea of putting on this like fake, like, like airbrushed idea of who they are on a dating app. And that's only going to like, it's just, you're never going to like not even live up to it. You're not going to match that person. Yeah. Like when you meet in real oh, life. That's so true. And I used in like, oh, I, gosh. when you meet a guy and you're like, Oh my God, you just picked all the best pictures of yourself. And you like had your friend write this. Cause you're not funny at all. Like there's no like realness <laughs> yeah. to it. I mean, Damn. Really? Oh, no, no, you're funny though. <laughs> I wrote her dating app. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, but we did it together. <laughs> We're both funny. And you would never be the people. They would meet you in person. and be like, Oh, she's so, she's funny as fuck. Um, but like I, had one of my when I had dating apps I've said it before one of the last pictures I had was me right after I got my nose done so I have blood everywhere and like oh, two black eyes that's everything and it was one of those things people being like holy shit this girl's fucking weird I like it so I think the more uh the more open and honest you can be right at the start um and you said you you're, you're pretty open with that kind of stuff I think you'll be surprised at um how many like guys are arching yeah and like they're they're not just there for like also like penetration intercourse and all of those different like that's like uh, uh, I know like there are a lot of people who have like if you've ever looked at uh she's on BuzzFeed Laura or Lara on BuzzFeed she's got endometriosis and like uh something else that makes it impossible for her to have like penetrative sex without being like incredibly painful and she talks about dating with that and like what that's like and how to like introduce it into a relationship or like when you're meeting somebody so i think that's a good call uh just to be honest and and tell people there's a book called sex and cancer intimacy romance and love after diagnosis and treatment um and it's written by a doctor and someone that went through cancer so um that's a good book that's something you could possibly uh check out it's got a ton of reviews and it was only written a couple years ago so it's like a newer book yeah it's not like what like the like just like oh you and you take your diaphragm yeah and you're like what the fuck is a diaphragm even (laughs) Uh, so. Wow, you're you you you've got this. You're gonna mm-hmm. be. I, I'm rooting for you. I have faith in you, and all them boys, y'all about to all get them all them Bring boys them to the yard. Yeah, <laughs> with your milk, just sit in your yard. Because <laughs> 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 this how I do it. My mm-hmm. milkshakes. Where are the boys? I am in my yard. <laughs> oh, good That's one. actually good. Okay, guys, it is time for a quick break, and we will be back with more calls. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah I drink mine specifically when I am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I... 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey folks i'm mark maron from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, guys, let's get into the rest of the calls. I just, I'm kind of in need of some big sister advice. 
um, for a very recent situation that just happened about 12 hours ago. Um, so I'm 22 years old. I'm almost done with college. Um, and last night I lost my virginity, um, which I know like it's kind of like a late bloomer situation, I guess, but I was a late bloomer. Um, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 20. So things just were slower for me. Um, I didn't really open up until I got to college and even then it took some time, but, um, yeah, so I've had, um, long-ish relationships and I've dated around, but I've always been kind of like, you know, I want to wait, uh, to have sex with the right person. Um, but I've been single for about five months, um, now. And I, you know, I've been like doing the Tinder thing, but I hadn't gone on a date in a while. And I just met up with this guy, um, last night <laughs> off of dinner and it sort of just happened. Um, and basically the advice I need is sort of just how can you kind of, I don't know, it sounds gross, but like take ownership of your sexuality and like not feel guilty for, you know, not doing it in past relationships and kind of just doing it in this one and done hookup thing. I mean, the experience itself was all right, you know, whatever, but I'm just kind of dealing with this internal conflict of like not regretting it and not feeling, um, you know, sort of sad about the whole thing like I know you know it's whatever like it was a consensual experience and you know it was all right um it could have been worse <laughs> but I don't know I'm just I just kind of need a little like push to like hey don't feel shitty about this and you know uh, yeah I don't really know <laughs> anything else um I would need from this but just any sort of like advice about like going forward and like dating and hooking up and not feeling guilty about sex and all that other shit. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty, girl. I can relate to this big time. Like, Ooh, I went through when I turned 20, I think I lost my virginity when I was 20. I like went through this year of just hooking up with guys and I felt so guilty about it. Like I remember just like coming home and just like hating myself for it and not just made it so much worse Mm -hmm. and when I finally like let go of that guilt and just kind of forgave myself it was like this whole new world opened up in front of me and I finally like realized okay this is how I want to date this is what I want to do and I was kind of doing it to just like please other people it's I think it's fine like if you're doing it because you just want to have sex like do it but like I was doing it for the wrong reasons so I just felt really guilty about it um but there's no reason for you to feel guilty like you're young like you're just figuring out what you want to do and going forward like I think just have a mindset of like you're just you're becoming like you're becoming yourself and you have to go through these experiences in order to like grow and become your greatest Mm -hmm. self like that's what you're doing right now girlfriend yeah oh sorry I was holding that in for a second um I think like I like guilt and everything that it comes with like sex and stuff I think like it's like a twofold thing because I think in general women are really taught uh, that men are taught that like sleep around, like don't like test, like yeah, test drive the car before you drive it off the lot and all of this. And women are told that they're delicate and they're fragile and like men are dangerous, like boys are dangerous and stay away and keep this thing to yourself. But in reality, everyone's going to call you pretty and like all the time and like seek that validation, but like don't act on any of that stuff. So it can be really, really, really confusing to be a woman who's constantly sexualized, but then being like, no, no, but you don't get to 
control that I get to control if I sexualize you. Like me as if I'm yeah. a man, I get to control how you are like who what your I mean, a your like sexual health and like re, like all of this stuff. Like men control so much of women's sex and including in the things like men men have decided for ages like who's sexy like who's like maximum hot 100 like that's decided by men it's like so men toxic. are deciding who are sexual and like who are sexy and who they're attracted to and then controlling when that is appropriate and when they want that and when they don't and for women it's really 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 confusing and at the same time I think there is this like fantastic influx of women taking control of their sex life and all of that but the biggest thing is, is that's if you want to, like if you want to sleep around and you want to, it's about having the choice. It's like, mm-hmm. that's like always what it is. That's what we, we as women are fighting for. It's being like, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your body. I'm telling you that no one else should be able to tell you, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to give you that choice. So I think if you feel like, you like the guilt that you have is just be, society imposed on the idea that like you're supposed to be like this virginal flower that is never touched in a forbidden garden and you're like oh but I want to like I really want to like explore sexually and do all of that then I think you need to like in like just seek out like media and things that promote like like positive female sex and like like Mm -hmm. fostering that and there's just like there's so much like great articles you can read books like shows like broad city like there's so many things that are like are pioneers of like women taking control of like their own sex life Mm -hmm. but at the on the other side of it if you feel like that's something that like if you I, i really hope everyone identifies as a feminist but like you identify as a feminist and you're like yes 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 for sure you can be a pioneer and vouching for women to have the choice of what they want to do with their bodies and you can choose to not sleep around if that doesn't like make you happy and if that's yeah. not what you want so I think you need to figure out which side your guilt is coming from like is it coming from the fact that like you like wanted how to, I was yeah, like how it, I just did it to please other people and yeah. I actually didn't want to have sex and also we can get into that idea of being like this is like I have never been one to uh I'm that's like I like slept around a little bit but like I've never like not in like my adult life like at fucking hall like only in like high school college like that was it but like I got to my 20s I was like no I'm not that was like not my thing at all but like all the more power to women who want to do that but there can be the thing of being like if your friends are all doing it and you can think that like oh I'm supposed to want to do this so I'm just going to do it and then it's going to click and this is what I want and it might not be what you want Mm -hmm. and like there's no shame in any of that and I think like the more that you can inform yourself of uh just yeah like reading and like just like taking in like a lot of content and media that is about like empowering women you're gonna realize if it is on the other side of being like you're feeling guilty because you don't really want to do this you realize that that's not what the argument is the argument's not for like every woman to like sleep around it's to have the choice and the freedom to do that without judgment Mm -hmm. so there shouldn't be judgment on any on either side yeah i i love it oh that makes me so happy yeah that was really good i just makes me like really like sad because like also like i have like I don't know, like I'm like very like pro sex positive and all of that. But like I've ne- like even in my 20s, like there was definitely like a time where I was like, how can I be like such a like a pro sex, like feminist, like woman, all of that stuff. A, I didn't start masturbating until I was so much older, but it was like I was never it was it, I don't know. Like I it felt like I wasn't like doing a good job at like being like speak like I was like speaking out for these things, but I wasn't like taking my own. I don't know. Like there, there's just like such a spectrum in all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the same, like with like, uh, with the, uh, pro choice, like it's about everyone should choose their, what they fucking want to do with their own bodies. And I think there can even be like a lot of pressure in communities of like, 
like, oh my God, like judgment, like you didn't sleep around, like you haven't slept around, like blah, 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 like anything like that. Like you can be a feminist, you can be pro-sex and be like, fuck yeah, I want to get my own. But like, you don't, if, if you don't get sexual pleasure from like sleeping with multiple partners, like that's not the point then. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the point yeah. is like to do what empowers you and makes you feel great. And if society's telling you that you shouldn't feel great and that's why you feel guilty, like you need to like not surround yourself with people who believe like that. But on the other end, like you can be like a great feminist and like very like pro, like very like a like current and modern and like a pioneer of all of that. And you don't have to, it's just about choosing to do what you want to do with your body. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Amen. To also, that. and for the record, like losing virginity sucks. I lost my virginity to my like high school boyfriend who I was like totally in love with, and it like it was not great. It, like no, fun. it's it's so bad. Like it wasn't like so like don't think that like you like the idea. It's like oh, I want to be in like I want to be in I want it to be perfect. And I want to be in love. Like that happens for some people. Didn't you have like a great losing your virginity? Yeah, but that's also because I. I started masturbating like See, when I was yeah. younger. That's what that's I done. So, um, yeah. And I hooked and my like virgin, it was just some guy that I had a class with. So yeah. I didn't have like that love yeah. put and on it. I had, I had that yeah. love and it was like subpar at fucking best. Um, but I think it's, I, for me, what I think it's, I think it's the, if, if you're someone who kind of like leans in a more, um, like, uh, you you like like seek monogamous relationships and all of that, which I think a lot of times people who like have this idea of losing their virginity in a relationship with someone that they love and all of that. I don't think it's about the first person you sleep with. I think mm-hmm. it's about the last person you sleep with. Like yeah. I think that's like that's the more like the yeah. first time I had sex with my like cur- with like my current boyfriend was like that's gonna that means so much more to me than the when I lost my virginity at fucking sixteen to like my high school boyfriend who I was like so in love with like. It doesn't really, yeah, you know, know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. Well, like, for me, looking back, I, like, look at it and I'm just, like, I almost, like, I don't regret it because it made me the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, like, thank all those people for teaching me the lessons yeah. I learned. Yeah. Like, it sucked, but, it, like, I don't care. Like, it it, it had to happen that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, like, look back and be like, oh, like, darn it. But. Yeah. 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 There's an article I'm going to put in the notes called Three Ways to Unlearn Sexual Guilt. <gasps> Wow. And I love the picture. It looks like like your bed with this girl just <laughs> holding a pink dildo. Yes, it's me. I've done some stock modeling in my day. Stop and it. So yeah, the three things are um, turn guilt into pleasure, reflection and expression, and then self pleasure and sexual confidence. Yeah. And then it goes into detail about these. So I'll put these in the show notes. Masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do we have another one? Yes. Yay. I don't know why I said it like that. Yes. (laughs) I'm 20 years old. I'm in college and I live in a house with four other girls. Um, One of the girls recently started hanging out with two girls and they've started to have a bad influence on her. And keep in mind, these girls kind of came out of nowhere. So it was like kind of concerning. Um, She started doing cocaine and Xanax, but she said that cocaine was too expensive, so she probably wouldn't do it that much. Uh, This past summer, she had like 10 friends over, which included a few cocaine dealers, which bugs me because they came in our house with the code, so they still know the code to our house. Um, Although that annoys me, the main concern is that my friend is just going down a bad path. She also has been skipping class for the past few weeks. And so I'm just getting a bunch of bad signs from her. Um, I feel like there's a lot of underlying issues that she hasn't addressed ever. Like she was adopted um, 
and her parents split up. She's not very close with her sister and they're, her parents are like supportive of her, but not really involved. Um, she doesn't like when my roommates and I judge her. So I'm conflicted as to what I should do in this situation. Um, I'm concerned for her and we have previously like said something to her, but she's like, Oh yeah, haha, that'd be sad if I die. So I just don't know what I should do. Maybe I should wait it out. Um, I don't know if I should talk to her, talk to her mom. Uh, please help. Um, I think probably, I would assume probably around the same age. Cause usually when you have roommates in college, it's like you, mm-hmm. you, you usually end up like being the same age unless she moved into like a house and she's like an upperclassman. Oh, okay. I actually, I'm not going to start. You start. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what I am going to say about this situation is I think you're, it sounds like your friend is struggling mentally mm-hmm. and I think to just be there for her and support her is the most important thing. Um, just let her know like you're there for her. Don't try to pry anything out of her. Um, just kind of like let her figure it out. I, the fact that she's, you know, using drugs is, is very concerning. Um, but Maybe even just telling her, I think she said something about her parents yeah. not being involved. She was adopted That's, and uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think she's depressed. I think like it's a huge aspect of like self-medicating with like drugs and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I, so I have been, we've like talked about how I've dated like a lot of drug dealers, but aside from that, I had a, uh, a girl that I was like friends ish with, like we were kind of more like uh, surface level friends, acquaintances. But, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. But like her, uh, her friends that yeah, she like was rolling with this circle of other people, and I have all I'm like, despite being like a Leo, my Pisces moon really comes in to be like, let me nurture you. And the same thing with like I've got a lot of Cancer in my chart, so like I, I feel like I, I also think like I. I like did everything like two years or three years ahead of people. So like by the time that I turned 21, I was like, I ain't fucking, I haven't drank in two years. Like I'm over this shit. Like I stopped drinking when I was <laughs> so 18. I was. Like, I'd say, like I like, I aged out of it. So by the time that like I was in my twenties, like my boyfriend, like he's four or five years older than me. He's like, I would have never dated someone. Like we were 22. He's yeah. like, I would have never dated a 22 year old, but like you were like 35. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'm mature enough for this we're girl. The same person. Yeah. So that's like, so funny. that's so I, so I had a, uh, this person that I knew and same thing got like caught up in kind of like party scene and like drugs and everything like that. Um, I really tried to talk to her about it. And then um, at the very terrible advice that I, I sought out advice from somebody who was older than me that I mm-hmm. like looked up to, I got advice from them and they were like, well, you have to tell her family. You need to tell her mom. And I was like, like, I don't know how old, young. And I was like, so terrified. And I was like, I like had called her mom and I was like, I'm just like concerned, blah, blah, blah. And all that did was cut that girl completely out of my life. And she was like, I'm fucking done. I'm not like speaking to you again. How could you do that? Like or anything. And if somebody is going through a really, really, really hard time, I'm hundred percent with you. The only thing you can do is be like, I love you and I support you. Mm-hmm. And I'm here whenever you want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it or anything, like there's nothing you can do to protect somebody from something that they don't see there's an issue there yet. Yeah. And if it, I think if you're, if you want to have a sit down talk with her, I wouldn't talk to her about like the drugs or anything. I talked to her about like, how are you doing? How How are are you you doing? Like, I'm going to be like, I want to be like transparent with you. I, 
don't want to put words in your mouth and tell you how you're feeling. But like, as of lately, it seems like you've been feeling a little depressed. And I just want to know if there's anything that I can do. And if you open it to be about how she's feeling, I think you're going to, she, she's going to be a lot more likely to come to you when she's ready and figuring that out. And you just can't protect anybody from the choices that they're going to make. Like Mm -hmm. they have to make, everyone's going to make their own choices and they have to make them to learn those lessons. And as much as we love people and like, even if like you had been through something like this before and you want to protect people from making the same mistakes that you did, you can't like everybody has to learn that in their own way. So true. And it sucks and it's hard. And I think like, I also don't want you to feel a responsibility that like, if you feel like you're in an unsafe situation or you feel like the people who are at your house, it's unsafe. Like you need to make sure you take, like put your oxygen mask on first before you like help and assist others. So if that means like, it's not your responsibility to always be this girl's roommate. It's not your responsibility to be her best friend. If it starts to take a toll on you and puts you in situations that, yeah, that sacrifice your mental health or your safety or anything like that, that is when you need to like, but, but, but keep that converse door, like conversation open. Mm -hmm. And I would try your best not to talk shit with your roommates about her because that's all that is doing is alienating her and making her feel worse. It's just going to make it so much worse. It's ganging up. Like you're like, essentially like, like substance abuse is like, it's an illness. Like that's not, Mm -hmm. it's something a you're predisposed to. If you have a family history of it, like Mm -hmm. it's not just like an accident. Like it's not, I mean, it's, it's not something that happens that like you can even just stop immediately. Like these are things that happen and like, it needs to be treated as such. And the same way that if you had a friend who got really sick, you wouldn't be talking shit about them and judging them with your like other friends. Um, I think you can be concerned, but try and do your best to take away that judgment because you can't understand what that's like. Yeah. And with her being adopted too, she doesn't know if that is part of, she might not know if that's part of her family history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So now it's time for Don't Don't Blame blame Them. them. As you can tell, this is a segment that we have named recently. (laughs) What is this? So this is when uh, listeners call in with their own advice. So if they've been through a situation similar, like if they have a roommate who like did coke or whatever. Oh, this is cool. Then they can call in and be like, oh, this happened to me. Um, And also, I do want to say I like (laughs) the the audience who watches the show. It is fully split. It is either Mm -hmm. people who like they I get DMs of people being like, I'm really nervous to call in. Like, I feel like my friends are going to know my voice and like they're going to figure out this me talking about them. So like, I can't do it. I have to message you. And then there are people who don't realize that they are messaging me on a public profile telling me all about their lives. I've gotten so many fucking DMs about people being like, so remember that episode where you talked about threesomes? I want to give you my experience, like the threesome that I had. Naming these people, I'm like, bitch, I just yeah. searched all the people you had a threesome with. <laughs> oh, you gave me oh so much information on your not private profile. And it's there is no in between. And yeah. it's either like so secretive or like, I know That's so hilarious. much about some of your lives. Like, oh, or gosh. even the girls who are like, so, like, so I was a sugar baby and I'm like, bitch, you were a sugar. And like, I literally <laughs> can see everything. Do, do we just react? Um, so yeah, so they're going to call in for uh, these ones. Oh, let's but, uh, go. It's yes. a good time. So the original call is from um, episode season three, episode thirteen with Elle Mills, and um, the original caller um, she was sixteen years old and she was having trouble comparing herself to others. Mm-hmm. And so this is someone calling in with similar experience. Okay. Hi, Megan. I am calling back in response to your recent episode with Elle Mills talking um, to the 16-year-old girl who was struggling with her self-love and comparing herself to others. Um, When I was 14, I had the lowest self-confidence. I was always the tall, awkward girl, 
never had clear skin, was never skinny enough, still not skinny, quote unquote, enough, um, still don't have clear skin. Um, but I love myself and I'm super proud, but I can honestly say that it was one hell of a journey. Um, and like, I still have bad days. Um, I'm going to shout out this Instagram account called recipes for self-love. It's incredibly inclusive and just always has daily reminders of like, don't let anyone dull your shine and like all of that stuff. And like, let's normal. It's very feminist. Anyways, my biggest advice for self-confidence is to fake it until you make it. So when I was 14, I decided one day I didn't want to be the girl who always felt sorry for herself and was always putting herself down. I wanted to be confident. So every morning I would look in the mirror and I would say, hey, I like my hair today. Or, hey, my skin's not looking that bad today. Or, wow, my eyebrows are looking great. Or I love my collarbones. And like tiny little things every single day turned into this great self-love for myself. And there are bad days, 100%. But the next morning, I let myself have those bad days. And the next morning I wake up and I say, wow, I'm fucking cute. Anyways, wishing you patience and love for yourself. Um, And yeah, everybody goes through this shit and definitely like curate what you see on your daily basis. Um, Yeah, love the podcast. Thank you so much. Sending you love and patience with yourself and kindness. Bye. I feel like I had my third therapy session of a week. Yeah. Like, that was you have a beautiful voice too. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. wow. I want her to read like me just like read I, me to sleep. Yeah, you might recommended the Instagram account, which I'll definitely check out. But like oh, I yeah. want you to like send me voice memos every day of affirmations. Like yeah. her voice is so soothing and nice. Yeah, she needs to have like a her own podcast. Yeah. 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 Don't take over. You can have <laughs> you can't have mm-hmm. this one. Um I think that's great. I think uh I think I I mean I definitely uh succumb to like the oh yeah fake it till you make it i haven't made it i'm still faking it but i think it's um yeah i think it's remarkable how i like never did like an assumptions video but i was like contemplating doing like the people like reacting to people's assumptions of me um but i got a lot of messages you got a lot of those well yeah i know but i got a lot of messages of people being like no don't do that like lily did that and that was so mean like i don't want you i feel like you're in a very fragile state i'm like thanks guys yeah yeah i'm in a fragile state you're right i'm not gonna do it but i got a lot of people who are like you are so incredibly confident and i was like whoa no not at all but it was like this idea that like we look at people and i when i look at people and i'm like oh my god they're so confident and I'm like faking it. There's a part of you, like even when you're faking it, you think everyone knows that you're faking it. And yeah. when you look at somebody, you're like, oh no, that's real. They're not faking it. But and the amount of people who are like, you're super confident. I was like, I'm not even doing a good job at faking it. And you fully believe this. It. And yeah. so like this idea that I'm like, I'm probably doing that with all of these other people too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a, I'm a huge, but like, uh, like fan of, we've talked about her on the podcast so much. Jamila Jamil. I sent you her Instagram account. Yes. She's like, just, she's just amazing. Yeah. But so they have been posting on her iWay account. They've been posting a ton about, uh, like what, um, body positivity and body, um, like body positivity and like inclusiveness and like body, uh, love is. And the whole thing is of being like, it doesn't mean that you have to look in the mirror and be like, I am the most beautiful person in the world. It just looks in the mirror right. and be like, it does not matter. 
Mm -hmm. I am not, it doesn't matter what the fuck I look like. That doesn't mean that I'm beautiful or I'm not beautiful. I don't have to think that I am drop dead gorgeous because it's the value people put on this like traditional idea of beauty that it's topical and it's what you look like and like not who you are and all these other things. And that's something that I've related to so much more because I don't, I can't fuck like there are times, like I think it's fantastic people who can like look in the, like, and I can like, I can get behind her thing of being, my eyebrows look great today. I wish I had thicker eyebrows, but like those are, like there are certain things that I'm like, I got a nose job. I'm never going to be like, oh, I love my old nose. Like it's the greatest thing ever. But I always never, I never understood. I'm like, well, why do I have to like, why does it fucking matter if I love it or not? Like, can't it just be like, okay, like whatever happens and like, however I feel about it, like, why can't I be more excited that I'm funny? Like then like having to like love, like that I have small boobs, like Canton being like, who cares about my small boobs? I'm funny as fuck. Like, why can't that be way? That's such a good point. And I think that for me was like, in the last year has been so much a much more of an attainable sort of thing because I was like this like self-love movement's not for me like I'm like a I don't feel like I can be a part of it because I got a fucking nose job so like that already feels like a well I can't be like oh love everything that you're but I there are certain things that like you can't change and that like it's why does it matter okay with yeah. the fact that you're not okay with it yeah. like there's things that I look in the mirror I'm like I don't like this but it's I'm not gonna sit there and dwell and be like oh my god yeah. I don't like this I'm just fine with the fact that I don't like it mm-hmm. and I'm and, yeah. it, and it doesn't like plague you. And like, it's not something that it's when we take like the importance out of like what we th- like the idea of like what we look like. A, everyone sees everyone differently and mm-hmm. you see yourself yeah. differently. We're our harshest critics. 100%. Sure. And like, I think that's a huge aspect of um like the, the like in like the influx and in, like I read an article about like I forget who I think uh, Sam Smith tweet someone someone tweeted or Jamila Jamila maybe tweet like the, about it, the influx of uh like teens with body dysmorphia and it was something of being like maybe we should take away the name of this because maybe it's the fact that no but like it's it's staggering the amount of people who a were like we're we're being pushed all these images that are photoshopped and all yeah. these different things so people are seeing they're seeing those people as those people and if they see those people in real life their friends who photoshop their friends who photoshop are facetune in, on their picture on Instagram, they're going to see them in real life. They're seeing that photoshopped image of them. Everyone's mm-hmm. seeing this idea. You're like, you mm-hmm. create everybody to be these things. It's like being an like, illusion. It's, ev- it's the entire, all of it's an illusion. So this idea that nobody really understands, like when they look in the mirror, what they look like, because also like marketing has made us believe like, oh no, you should be zoning in on your hair follicles. Are they large? And I'm like, I don't even pay, yeah. what the fuck right. am I paying attention to my hair follicles right. for? No you one told me to pay attention. That. You and, can't fucking yeah. see it. And it's the idea that like, we're not looking for these things or like looking for what they look like until people told like told us to look for it like the thing that i never even knew what it was like and how this clicked for me was um hip dips there's something that happened oh with God, your, i didn't even know what that I was didn't until even, i saw it on instagram and, was and like, then how i to get was rid like, of your hip, hip dips i'm like so i didn't even know dips. what they were and then i'm all i learned was i was supposed to get rid of them and yeah, i remember i went to my trainer and i was like hip thing. dips and he goes did you fucking see that on instagram and i was everyone like everyone has yeah hip dips. and he was like you're like he's like have you this is your bones dude like like what the like what do you mean he was like like this is so dumb and i was like it's like wow you're right like i've never thought about it and now suddenly why am i thinking about it because someone told me to and do you remember a couple years ago the whole thigh gap thing there were literally uh magazines that were like how to get a thigh gap and i remember thinking to be born with wide set hips yeah Yeah. i I remember being like this is so toxic like the fact that people are like it's like the idea that you idolize like idolizing like looks in general but then when it boils down to like idolizing like bones and how your body is built and how it functions uh I think it's just like it's it's such a toxic thing because no matter what 
and I, it's the same thing with like certain body types being on trend. Like yeah. that's like, a, that's so fucked up. Like it is thick, well, like Instagram, that's in trend. Like, Instagram makes it so bad. Yeah. Cause like people are looking at it and they're like, well, why can't I look like that? It's because your body was made a certain way mm -hmm. and we can only, you can't change the way your body was made. You can become your best self and work out and feel great, mm -hmm. but you're never going to be able to change the way you were made. Yeah. And, so and you need to embrace that. And not just that, but they don't look like that. that we were just, but <laughs> oh, you know, most we were, of them oh get my God. the butt implants. Yeah. They're getting face, the, even like face tune. Like you see someone, if you like look at someone and what she said about like curating, curating what you see girl, I have so many fucking accounts on mute of like people that I know in real life who just facetune the shit out of it. I'm like, I can't look at that because even when I see you in real life, I'm going to see this facetune version of yourself and I'm going to make myself feel bad about myself when in reality, I'm I'm aspiring to look like or I'm feeling envious of yeah. you with someone you don't even look like, look like. And then you look at their tagged pictures and you're like, yeah, this is not, this is not the same. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not what you look like. And that's also like, not what you should be. Why, why are we aiming to look like this at all? I like, I, I'm like, I'm a huge believer. Like I mute unfollow every single account that photoshops or facetunes or anything like that. I don't even have the facetune app on my phone. Like I just found an account that like I celeb face. No. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll well, I that just, one. I noticed cause I know when people like facetune the their body. Background. I was like, Oh no, it's so bad. I'm yeah. like, no, please don't. Cause other girls are looking at this yeah. and they're going to try mm -hmm. to look like that. Like you don't look like that. No. And they're going to be like, how do those bushes get to be so wavy? Like <laughs> I want bushes that are wavy. And you're like, girl, no. She's over there. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's just not, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so, 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 so incredibly dumb. Okay. Wow. So, um, that's it for this episode. Meredith, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I, honestly, you are so great. We'll have to have you back where I will talk a little less. No, I I like the amount of talking you do. I don't know. I know people the in the comments. Me. They're like, Megan, stop talking so much. Like, no, I, I did. Whole... I did a good amount though. You did. No, you and you have fantastic insight. Oh, and I also didn't you. disagree with you on anything, which that always poses an awkward podcast when someone says something. I'm like. Oh yeah, that gets like you're wrong. Yeah. So if you guys uh, want to call in for an upcoming episode, give us a no, give us a number. No, <laughs> my God, just give, give us a call. A ring. Give us a ringling on our phone with the number uh 310-694-0976 <laughs> and international callers you can send us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com uh where can people find you on the internet Ooh, people can find me under my name which is meredith foster and if you know me from steel baby nine then you are the real mvp <laughs> i am the real MVP. <laughs> yeah you make it is <laughs> yes um she and, had her blue oh, room i had my pink yeah room. my god we were like the, it's also fun to be like i think you're one of the only few people that we're the same the same era and genre of youtube they yeah. were the only people that I still talk like still know and talk to that I'm like wow wow look at our come up except for my friend Casey who is sparkly Barbie but she oh doesn't do God. it anymore oh she doesn't no Fine. I keep trying to get her to like reactivate the Instagram account just because I want like I want sparkly Barbie to like my Instagram sparkly Barbie. like That's I like it name. when Casey likes my, but like sparkly Barbie like yeah would you like wow, my those names <laughs> oh my god yeah I'm all for it um, if you guys want to follow uh, the podcast on Instagram we're on Instagram now at don't meme pod and uh and we are have Instagrams yeah. you want to follow Melissa and I. Yeah. Listed down below. Comments. I mean <laughs> Do you guys want to comment our Instagrams? <laughs> Everybody leave a comment with Melissa and I's Instagram. Yeah. Do it. Just tag us. You that way we know it, you listen to the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> those people, you you are the real MVP. Yeah. And if you knew Steela Babo Nine mm -hmm. and Megan Rosette. Ooh, kill me. Ooh, that was like Megan a small Rosette. stab to my heart. Oh gosh, guys. Um, and uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can check it out uh for the audio version on iTunes, Spotify, 
um, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher all and, of them. Anyway, yeah. And if you're listening to this in your car, because that's where all of y'all fuckers listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Same though, and that's when you always same. call us either or in, working out. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's do you good. Laugh? yeah. You go on the stairmaster. And oh, that's just fun. Yeah. I love that. I do the murder ones when I'm like on the on the bike, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running for murder. I'm running away from these murders. Um, uh, you guys can uh, watch it on YouTube too if you want to see the video version and see Meredith and I share a nice blanket. And watch yes. me almost see my pants in like a solid 35 seconds. Uh, don't worry. We'll cut before then. Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.